Hello, great minds. God bless you out there where you are. My name is Matthew Samuel Zion. What you are listening to is the podcast that I do weekly. And so far, we've covered a lot of series. We are in a series and we are studying 18 of God's true prophets in the Bible. 18 of God's true prophets in the Bible. We started this series five weeks ago and we've studied six of God's true prophets in the Bible and we're left with 12 to go um, that we intend to study. So far we've studied Prophet Elijah, Prophet Elisha, Prophet Ahijah, Prophet Micaiah, Prophet Jehu, Prophet Obadiah and I trust God that you've been blessed so far in this series and um, we're trusting God that you'll be more blessed this week. This week we are looking at the Prophet Jonah. Prophet Jonah. No, I know if you know the story of Jonah, the first thing that comes to mind is the big fish, right? Is <laughs> the big fish. So the big, the big fish or the whale that swallowed J- Jonah, and um, you know a lot of theories around that. Maybe perhaps you've argued with someone about it before. You've heard of contrary. You see people trying to say scientifically it's not, it's not possible, and this and that. So who is talking about scientifically here? We know God. God is a miracle working God and we've seen the donkey talk in the Bible we've seen things that humanly speaking were not possible but God made them possible with God remember all things are possible so I believe that you already know the story of Jonah so like I said we're studying four major things about these prophets not necessarily the four in one sometimes just two of these things in one prophet sometimes three sometimes the four Uh, we're studying First of all, who these prophets are. Number two, significant lessons we can learn from the lives of these prophets. And um, number three, how these prophets point to Jesus. And we are also studying how to recognize true prophets using them as examples. How to recognize true prophets using them as examples. Now, you will agree with me that we are in a generation where sin has become extremely rampant. Sin, iniquity, evil is very rampant in our day the daily headlines of news bear dramatic witness to the fact that evil has become extremely rampant in our day and time child abuse rape pornography serial killings terrorism anarchy ruthless dictatorship bad government and just to mention a few a lot of evil happening in our day and time they are now a common thing in our time and day so um, reading and hearing about all of these things perhaps experiencing them some of us believers experiencing some of this evil only one thing comes to mind and all these things happening as we read and study them as we hear of them as we experience them it, it, it reminds us of the necessity of God's judgment it brings to mind the necessity of God's judgment and um, so w- w- one of the major things that comes to the mind of people believers and unbelievers who fall victim of such evil uh, is God's judgment on the perpetrators of, of, of this evil God's judgment so but now imagine God sending you to take the gospel to these evil people to the perpetrators of, of, of such evil maybe you or your loved one or whatever fall victim of maybe this um, God forbid but you know it's, it's happening anyway we're in the end time but we thank God for keeping us till now uh, someone your loved one or someone fall a victim of uh, terrorism or uh, rape or uh, killing this serial killing and what, what have you 
So you you see you you start thinking what comes to your mind immediately is you start thinking of how uh, God's judgment should be so harsh on, on these people, you know. And that was exactly Jonah's experience. So let's slow down whenever we are blaming Jonah, whenever we are criticizing Jonah as though Jonah is one fake prophet somewhere. So that's why I'm doing 18 of God's true prophets. Jonah was a, was a true prophet of God. So he heard from God, speak on, spoke on behalf of God. And you, you, you don't just blame Jonah. That was exactly what happened to him. He was sent to the very people he so much detested. So there's the very people that were so, so against the people of Israel. They were against his own people. These people were perpetrators, not just perpetrators of evil. They flaunt their power in cruelty. In cruelty. In heartless cruelty for that matter. Nineveh, where God sent Jonah to, is the city of the Assyrian. In fact, the capital city of the Assyrian, the Assyrian are strange enemies, they are enemies of the Israel. They've been, if they can do anything to see Israel destroyed, they will do it. In fact, they've been doing it and they are still on it as at the time God sent Jonah to them. So you can, you can relate now with Jonah, how Jonah felt and why he didn't really want to go to Nineveh and he eventually fled to Tashish on his way to Tashish. Now you know the story of the fish. So, um, my podcast is, is to bless you, is to enlighten you, educate you, and to spiritually, by the help of the Holy Spirit, open your eye to see truths from the Bible. But beyond that, my podcast is also to help you, to, um, to spur you up to study, to elate your passion, to go study yourself and to see more truths in the scripture. So I will not be going through the whole story of Prophet Jonah. I expect that you read, read that up if you don't know it before. And if you know it before, that's fine. Please study even more, even as you listen to my teaching for the week. So, um, let me let me just state this very quickly. You know, it's amazing how some of us only think of God when we are angry. Discouragement, disappointment, and disgust seem to clear the haziness around God. Have you observed that? That we, we, we are all eager to blame God our troubles when challenges arise we are all eager to blame god that's why that's when many many people uh believers and unbelievers are like that's when they remember there is god that's when they remember oh god where have you been you you start hearing such questions oh god where have you been why did you allow this to happen but before now did you ever see god did you ever search him did you ever saw the, the face of god you you see you you you, you we we are, we are being too selfish most times now, because it's concerning us, now we, are, we, we tend to ask the question. But God has always been there. Where have you been? That's just a question that doesn't even demand an answer. Because he has always been there, but you've never even sought him. You've never even looked. You've never even searched for him. But now, because there is trouble, you are asking, where is he? He said, uh, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11 says, he that comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. When you seek God diligently, what does he reward you with? He rewards you with intimacy with Him. He rewards you with His presence. So seek God diligently, find Him. Not, don't just find Him when you are in trouble. You see, that's why a lot of us are just praying against these enemies, these perpetrators of evil. And um, I want you to learn from the life of Jonah, not just what he did correctly, even what he did wrongly. We want to learn from the lives how we should live using um, them as examples like I always say um, Jonah even when he was eventually preaching 
to the Ninevites. He, he was not happy. He, he was, he was, he was uh, willing that the people, his desire was that the people would reject his message and be destroyed. But when they eventually gave their life, uh, so to say, when they eventually repented of their sin, you see Jonah wasn't happy. He wasn't happy because he wanted them destroyed. Even we, most times, do you know, the Bible says we should pray for our enemies. Such, such perpetrators of evil, these people that are evil, that are doing evil things in our day and time. Do you know even when you are praying for them, in, your, in, the, in the deepest part of your heart, you are praying, you, you wish they don't even repent, so they will be destroyed because they've done evil. Perhaps to the people you know, they've done evil. So you see, that's still the heart of Jonah. That's something that we should get rid of. So if you are such a person, uh, of course, we should all pray against that. We should all pray against that. We see that in the life of Jonah. It's not, it's not easy, but with the grace of God, we can. We can. God wants you to pray for them. It's pride and selfishness not to pray for them. It's pride and selfishness to always be thinking of God's judgment. I'm not saying God's wrath and anger is not against perpetrators of evil. Please don't misunderstand me. What I'm saying is that that shouldn't be your focus. Of course, God is going to pour his wrath and anger upon the evil people, upon the perpetrators of evil. But that shouldn't be your focus. If that is your focus, then you are proud, you are full of pride. I like you to know, I like you to know, very important, that if not for the grace of God, you will be more wicked. If not for the grace of God, you will be more, much more wicked. So don't be filled with this self-righteousness. You know, self-righteousness and pride are friends. They accompany each other. They accompany each other. So it's self-righteousness for you to think you are not part of the wicked. When you are praying against the wicked, you are praying as though you are not part of them. Uh, if not for the grace of God, you will be part. You will even be worse. You will be the worst killer, the worst serial killer ever. You will be the worst terrorist ever. I like you to know that without you will be the worst rapist. You will be the just mention, to mention a few. So don't be, don't be full of this self-righteousness as though you merited the righteousness that you have now, as though you worked, you earned righteousness. No, righteousness was given to you as a gift, as a gift, based on what our Lord Jesus Christ has done. If you are a true believer, you understand what I'm saying, it's given to you as a gift. You, do, you need earn it. If not for His grace, you'll be the worst sinner ever. But thank God for His grace. So if His grace has made you righteous, why do you now look at those who are unrighteous as though they, they deserve. You know, that was what God was teaching Jonah. And I'll end with this very quickly before I will tell you how he points to Jesus in just a minute. Do you know that when God eventually was sending after the fish, the big fish or the whales vomited Jonah, do you know that God created a shield that, that covered Jonah from the, the, the sun? And Jonah was happy. He was happy for the shield. He was grateful for the shield. But God... Uh, sent a worm to eat up this plant the plant the shield was actually a plant to eat up the plant and Jonah the sun was hitting his head and Jonah was angry he was angry for the scorching sun and God was like why are you angry you're not supposed to be angry come on now you disobeyed me you deserve my punishment you deserve my anger and now because the shield is no more there you are angry of this little punishment so you are as wicked, you are disobedient, you are wicked. Just the same way these people too are disobedient and wicked. And they are even 120,000 plus, according to chapter 4 verse 11. 120,000 plus. And now you want me to destroy them. But you, you disobeyed and you don't want to be destroyed. You see, that's, that's uh, pride, that's to a very large extent selfishness. Selfishness. So most times when we pray against the wicked, we, we, we tend to feel as though we are not part of them. 
I want you to know that if not for the grace of God, you will be part of them and even be worse. God bless you. How did Jonah point to Jesus? Jonah point to Jesus. Jesus himself used Jonah as example when he said, the same way Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights, so will I, the Son of Man, be underneath the earth, be buried three days and three nights. So you understand what Jesus is saying. Jonah pointed to Jesus. It was a foreshadow, a prototype of Jesus' burial and resurrection. So his three nights in the belly of the fish was uh, a prototype pointing to the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. I hope you've been blessed. Matthew Samuel Zion loves you. God bless you. Thank you so much.